Green Bay Packer receiver, Super Bowl champ, Donald Driver. Mm. Welcome to Out of Bounds. Yeah, what's up? Hey, how's it going today? Man, I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, everything's good. What's up, Drive? Man, I'm chilling, chilling, dog. Let me tell y'all something about Drive, man. man. I'm doing good, man. Drive is a guy, when I got traded to Green Bay in 2004, it was. And I was up there with Driver and Ferguson and uh, what's the Florida State guy name, uh, Don? Jay Walker. Javon Walker. Javon Walker and uh, Antonio Freeman. So I get to that to that room up there with Coach Sherman, and you're talking about a receiver room that was loaded with, with talent. I knew I wasn't going to play receiver. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get up out of that team. I said, man, I ain't going to get no snappers up here with these guys up here, man. What's going on, man? Oh, my God. That boy crazy. Hey, hey so, uh, Donald, with the Packers making the playoffs, I think uh, they may have surprised some people coming into the season uh, a little bit as far as with their chances coming in and how they played at times throughout the season. But they put it all together. Now they have a playoff game coming against the Cowboys. What do you see with the Packers taking on the Cowboys coming up this weekend? No, it was a great season. I think a lot of people kind of wrote them off a week, you know, after week two. They kind of said that the Packers was a rebuilding year. We lost Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I think it was just uh, we lose Devontae Adams a couple years ago. So I think they felt like with Christian Watson being out, you know, Reed's young, you know, you got Kirk Young, you got my boy Bo Young. So the list just goes on and on and on of young players, right? And so – Everyone kind of just wrote him off very long. But, I, you know, I, I've always had uh, Jordan's back. Uh, I supported the kid from day one when he walked into that uh, locker room. And so I just always told him, you're going to get your opportunity. And you got to make the best of it. This was the first year he had a full start, played all, you know, was able to play in all 17 games. That's never happened in his career. So this was the first year he got behind the, the center. And we just knew, man, that this was the opportunity for him. And, um, you know, when you control your own destiny late in the year, then at the end of the day, it's either you or them, right? And they made the best out of it by going in, winning two games uh, to get them in the postseason. And as we all know, it all starts over again. So everyone's 0-0. How valuable is that for Jordan Love to have some of those young receivers they've drafted over the past couple of seasons, and they're able to grow together where you have the quarterback-receiver connections. They're all able to grow together. That was something that when Aaron Rodgers was there, it was always put out that, they weren't drafting receivers and putting talent around them. But how valuable is that for a quarterback like Jordan Love, who is in the first season starting, and, and now he's able to grow with some of those young receivers around him? Well, I think it makes it hard, man. I think it's not even easier. I think it was hard because, you know, this is not college. Normally you go into a college atmosphere, and now you have the young guys, all guys are young, quarterbacks young, receivers young, running backs young, linemen, whatever, right? But when you get to the professional level, you normally don't have a young locker room like that, right? So this is the first time these guys have had a young locker room, especially at the receiver court. You know, Aaron stepped in. We just came when Aaron became a starting quarterback. A lot of people just don't remember this, but we had just came out the NFC Championship game. No one really knows that story, right? But Aaron walked when Brent walked away. Aaron had the best receiver group in the National Football League. So it's like, how do you? You he went into this thing full focus, and from time on. He's always had veterans in that locker room until he retired, right? And you saw a couple of years of last year, they didn't have the veteran locker room anymore. The only person that was better locker person in that locker room was, um, you know, Randall Cobb, and that was it. And so 
So I think this is an opportunity for them to, to scale together. But, again, it wasn't a rebuilding year. It's just that young players playing with all they have, and that's the hard desire to, to prove people wrong. And so now they, they're in it, man. Now they're in the hunt. Um, we, we've been in that same position before, and you go on the road and you got to play and hope that you don't make the minimal stakes that's going to cost you the game. What do you think are some of the, the biggest factors that have led to Jordan Love's success? Is it the fact that he was able to sit back and learn from Aaron Rodgers, or is it the coaching staff? What is it that has led to him being successful and what he was able to do this season? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always when you get you don't have to get thrown in the fire as a as a high a, you know high draft pick, but then a young guy coming in, right? Um, Aaron sat behind Brett for three years. He got to see it in two year and a half years. He got to see what Brett did. Uh, Jordan got the same thing, right? So you, you learn from these veteran Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It makes your game easy. Early in the year, I think you know Jordan was trying to do too much, and then he just slowed the game down. He let the game come to him, and we saw what he can do. You know, he proved it. That listen, if I let the game come to me, I can slow the game down. Um, I'm going to be successful, and it was a proven fact that now everyone's uh, everyone's on this. You know, they all on his back now. So I love it. So what do you see with this matchup in the Packers and the Cowboys? What do, what do you see from the Packers standpoint, and then from the Cowboys standpoint, and kind of breaking this game down? Yeah, Cowboys got a great defense, right? I think that's what they live off of. Their offense has been solid over the last uh, three to four weeks. You know, their offense has been scoring, and you realize they've got to get the ball in C.D. Lamb's hand. He can make plays. But, you know, we got the number one cornerback. It's the number one corner in the game. we got Alexandra back, so that's going to be a good matchup between them two. Uh, our line is about to play well. Um, you know, they got one of the best, if not the best, defensive end, cell ass linebacker in the game. Uh, with, with Parsons, so it's going to be, a, it's going to always be a challenge. Uh, so I think, and you know, Blaine's over there. I, we got young receivers, but we got young, young talent receivers that is ready to play and uh, and make the plays that they need to make. So it's it's going to come down to whoever makes the uh, whoever makes the most mistakes is going to lose the game. The ones that make the least is going to win it. And so it's, it's going to go down to the wire. It's not going to be a blowout like I think so many people are thinking. It's going to it's going to be a complete shootout. Uh, but again, it's going to be the defensive stand. Whoever plays the best defense is going to win this game. Who's going into the playoffs uh, that you see is really playing at a high right now? Who who are some of the hot teams going into the playoffs? I mean, I think in the NFC we we got it. We got to take our hats off uh, to the 49ers. They're just playing hot. They haven't had, they haven't had any setbacks lately, um, and so I think they're playing hot. And then I got to go on the AFC side. I got to go give it to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson's playing lights out, MVP year. Uh, a lot of people saying he doesn't deserve it, but again, that's 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 he say she say at the end of the day. But you, you let the game speak for itself, and I think he's proven that he should be the MVP this year. And then from there, um, man, I don't know. You know, I thought the Dolphins were going to be at the top of that list. They seem to fall off with all the drama that's going on there. And then the Eagles, man, I thought they were going to be at the top. Talk about this thing for a very long time, but. You know, when 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 you, uh, what they always say when when you got drama in the backyard, man, soon has got to come out to the front, right? It's, it's like a big brawl. Things happen. So right now, uh, it's all coming out full force. And so the teams that everyone rated high are not as high as anymore. We're speaking with Donald Driver here on Out of Bounds. NFL receiver played his entire career for the Packers. Super Bowl champion Donald Driver. Uh, let's reflect on your career a bit. Donald, you went to Alcorn State, seven-round pick. What was that journey like to uh, to make your way to the NFL being a seven-round pick? i tell you this, it wasn't easy. <laughs> 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 it wasn't easy at all. Uh, 
No, I, I'll say this, man. Uh, it was an it was an amazing journey, right? I I was a great receiver in high school. You know, my grandfather wanted me to go go to a black college. The only black college that offered me a scholarship at that time was Alcorn State University. So I, that was the only one, right? Everyone else I had was all the the Power Five schools, and so that's where I wanted to go. My choice was to go to A and M or uh, the University of Miami, and so I had those two scholarships. But I my, I wanted to make my grandfather proud. So I chose Alcorn State University, went there. Uh, but, again, I think as you really don't understand the ins and outs of the Power Five versus the HBCUs until you actually go to HBCU, right? And so I, I realize that now that I'm done playing and I can sit back and watch it from afar, it, it's hard. It's going to be hard for a lot of HBCU guys to get into the next level uh, just because we don't have the resources. And so, you know, we've been uh, we've been very blessed to – in my companies now, what we've been blessed to, to start that process with HBCUs, but man, it, it's one of the hardest things to do. And then once you can get in the door, right? I think that was my number one goal as a seven round draft pick. Um, I just wanted to go. I wanted to go to the combine. I wanted to go to the Senior Bowl. I wanted to go to East and West Shrine Game, but I didn't get invited, right? And at that time, I put up 1,200 yards. I thought that was enough to get me at least invited to one of those games, but it wasn't, right? And so my pro date, I had. Um, 18 scouts out there. I did well. And then um, two days later, the Green Bay Packers came out, single, by themselves. And, and then sometimes you just got to – I didn't have my best day uh, when the Packers came out there. But you see, that was the team that drafted me and uh, made it all possible. So I can't look back now and say, wish, could have wished. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So I've had a great career. Um, the only <laughs> Packer player that has played 200 games in Green Bay. And look where I'm at now. So I'm, I'm excited, man. Let's let's go back to Alcorn State and what was that experience like playing with a guy like Steve McNair? Oh my God, it was great, man. Man, listen, when you run the run and shoot like that, man, you know that I don't care if you play receiver anywhere in the world and they tell you they're gonna do a run and shoot offense with no running back, you better go there, especially if you want to make it to the next level. And so mm. it was awesome, man, because he was slinging that thing around. He was a different breed. He was uh, he was I'll say this at, at that time in college football, he was the best quarterback. Mm. Uh, in college football, and I think that's why he went third pick uh, in the NFL draft to you know to my my team, the Houston Oilers back in the days. Don, when you, when 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 you look back at your career, um, you know you made your name with Brett, and then when you found out Brett was leaving with all that drama and that and that Rogers was gonna come in and take over, did you think your numbers would go down, being that you was a guy that had now proven yourself and with like high numbers, and now there's new guy coming in not knowing what he's gonna do. Uh, no, I mean, when Brett retired, man, I, I was already at the pinnacle of my career, right? I was in my seventh year at that time. Um, and so I knew that, you know, it didn't matter who threw the ball to me. But, you know, as a receiver, man, my biggest thing is I got to catch the ball. I don't care who throws it. My grandma could throw it. I still got to catch it, right? So that's my job. So I didn't care if it was Brett, it was Aaron, it was Doug Peterson, Aaron Brooks, uh, Matt Hasselbeck, you know, because I played with those guys, all those guys were there when I was there. You know, Eric Crouch, it didn't matter, man. At the end of the day, uh, I catch football, and so that never, that, I guess that never bothered me, you know, at that point. I just knew that we did have some young guys, you know, we had at that time Greg Dennis that came in, um, J.J., um, so we, we had some young guys, very talented guys, and I never questioned, you know, who was going to get the ball, how we was going to get the ball. I just, listen, we just made plays, man, and every opportunity that I got, uh, I made it, and so, you know, when I look back now, to be the all-time Packer League receiver in franchise history, as a seven-round draft pick, that's unheard of, right? So 
uh, I've done that piece, and now I'm just sitting back waiting until that day when the Hall of Fame called me and said, Donald, you know something? You well, it's well-deserved. That's what That was my next question. With the numbers you put up in Green Bay, did you think your numbers was worthy of going into the Hall of Fame, and how long do you think you got to wait for that? You know, I'll say this. I don't think there was a – there's no blueprint, right? I think – when I retired, I thought my numbers were good to be the all-time pack league receiver in franchise history, an organization that's been around for over 100 years. Sometimes, you know, you think that that's all you have to do, right? And I think if they would have gave me a blueprint and said, hey, Drive, listen, you need 1,000 catches, you're going to need 100 touchdowns, you're going to need 15,000 yards to go into the Hall of Fame. Hell, I'll still be playing to this day at 48 years old, right? Because <laughs> now I know once I get those numbers, I'm guaranteed in. But I think when I retired, um, I had a chance to go other places, man. You know, I wasn't done. I was in my 14th season. That was it. Uh, but, I, you know, my family didn't want me to play anymore. My wife was tired. She was like, I'm done. I don't want you to play anymore. I don't want you to get hit. And it was easy for me to walk away, man, knowing that uh, I, I promised the fans in Green Bay that I would never wear another uniform. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to be loyal, right? Even though I knew I could still play, I knew the Packers, the organization was going in a different route with, with the young guys. And I think Jordy, and I'll say this, Jordy, Cobb, J.J., um, I don't know if they would have ever got the opportunity if, if I would have stayed around, right? I don't think they would have ever got the opportunity. So to give them, give them the opportunity by walking away from the game, uh, allow Jordy to become Jordy Nelson, right? Allow James Jones to become the James Jones that everyone recognized and know, and then Randall Cobb. So uh, it was easy for me and Greg to walk away from Greg. You know, Greg didn't walk away. Greg went on to play for Minnesota and, and do the things that he needed to do in Miami. I, I stepped away. We're speaking with Donald Driver here on Out of Bounds, Super Bowl champ, Green Bay Packers receiver. Now, Donald, you get to a point you mentioned about, you know, you played your whole career with the Packers, and then you get to a point where you're you're going to uh, retire, step away from the game, and then you think about what you're going to do post-football. So, so what are you doing these days? What are you up to? Man, a lot. I don't – I think my role desk just keeps going for some reason. My wife tells me – I thought she was retired. I thought she was going to hang hang it up for sure. But, man, I, I own a bunch of uh, sports performance facilities and medical clinics and uh, a bunch of franchises. That's kind of what I got my myself into after retirement. Um, so right now, you know, like I was talking about HBCUs, we have stepped in Delaware State University. We're the only uh, sports performance facility third-party group that have ever taken over a university. So we cover all 19 sports at Delaware. It's been a great partnership. We've given Delaware State what most Power 5 schools have, and that's sports performance performance training, nutrition, and recovery, right? And so our plan is to make sure that we can touch most HBCU schools across the United States. Um, You know, HBCU schools, you know, we're just underfunded, man. We don't have the resources as the Power 5s. We we don't have the the cold and hot plunge tanks. We don't have all the float tanks. We don't have the saunas, the sleep beds. We don't have that. Right? We don't even have the top nutrition. We don't have the top recovery. Um, so what I did is I got the opportunity to bring my company to Delaware State University, and uh, we're continuing to scale. You know, Now we're in conversations with four other universities about doing the same model at their school um, because it was a proven. It's a, it's a proven uh, model, and I think uh, no one's ever broken through that area. I was able to do that, and so it's been great for us, and, and now – uh, I'm a partner in a, a, in, a, in a sub sandwich place called Cousin Sub up in the Midwest, uh, and it's been great for us and the company and the organization. So I didn't want to just become a franchisee. I wanted to be a partner, and uh, that family has been around for 51 years. So I knew that, you know, 
sometimes you just can't jump into a franchise without a company franchise without being a part of something. So um, I told them that's what I wanted. I wanted to be family, and um, they opened arms and welcomed me in, and we've been very successful. And I've been with them now for a year, owning those franchises, and it's been great. And your son Christian is currently a receiver at Penn State. What's that experience been like for you as uh, a parent seeing Man, your son growing again? Hold on, hold on. Where y'all been? What y'all talking about? Christian left Penn State a month ago. Did he? Okay. <laughs> well, he's still he's still playing college football though. Currently, right? He, no, no, he is. Man, he is. He uh he entered the transfer portal right after the Michigan State game, um, and now he's at the University of Minnesota. So uh, he's excited. He's about excited about the opportunity that he has there. Um, uh, Coach Flint's been great, man. He's been very open to him, very uh, transparent with him, and let him know like this is you know this is what we do, this is who we are, and we love that, right? It's very structured, organized. Uh, I'm not saying Penn State wasn't like that. We love Penn State. I'm not going to never deny that. We love it. Uh, Coach Franklin was one of my coaches in Green Bay. He was a close friend of mine. Uh, he was like Christian's uncle. Um, but it was hard to leave. It was hard to leave Penn State, but I knew that I mean, Christian realized that he wanted to get on the field now. He didn't want to wait. Um, and so now this opportunity for him to, to, to be a starter uh, and be a part of uh, the University of Minnesota's uh, office is going to be outstanding. Hey, Donald, we really appreciate you joining us today and spending some time here on Out of Bounds and doing some radio with us. All right, man, appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it.